When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is the Tripe Supper, our Gazette Borough Borough podcast. Obviously, I'm Dom Shaw with uh, Phil Tantine and Anthony Vickers, and we're trying to fill the Saturday void of no domestic football. Um, although, judging by the last few weeks' performances, that's probably no it's bad probably thing, is it, to have a, have a weekend off. Um, obviously, Birmingham was, was, a, was a real disappointment. That's an understatement, as was Sheffield Wednesday. Vic, you spoke to Danny Ayala after that Birmingham game, and there seemed to be an acceptance there that... You know, we we are in a battle now at the wrong end of the table, and we need yeah. to be prepared for that. Yeah, he did. He said uh, it's time for people to wake up and realise where they are, and he, he stressed several times: look at the table, look at the table. And at the end of the day, that's that, that's pretty much the the uh, landscape we're working in. Borough just above the drop zone, uh, and in a uh, a bad about some bad timing. There's a couple of teams below them suddenly decided they're going to start. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen at Stoke, but Huddersfield have got a new boss and they've, they've turned the heat on. But ba- I, I did Barnsley now as well, obviously. Barnsley could have yeah. uh, I, I think it is a completely different landscape being in the bottom six suddenly. Uh, the season started with perhaps the expectation uh, of the, a recognition that the team probably weren't going to be in the promotion places, but they should be good enough to be, you know, within a result or two. So they'd always have like an outside hope that if they had a bit of a run, that maybe they could gate crash it. Uh, I think uh, the, the recent run, uh, four defeats and a draw, uh, three defeats and a draw. Sorry, uh, harsh realities started to kick in. Borough are very much in the bottom third, uh, and that should sharpen minds. Any illusions that they might have had about being a top six side, or there's a lot of talk about Borough being. A, uh, a Premier League team in name only. Uh, the reality is they're very much now down amongst the uh, the also runs and the make weights in this division. And unless they uh, roll their sleeves up and start turning in results, uh, this season could pan out very differently from the way most people expected. Phil, I'm just I'm just writing the squad down here as we go. And there aren't many players in that squad who've battled at the wrong end of the Championship table. Paddy McNair did with Sunderland, obviously. And Ashley Fletcher had that, that six-month spell there in the second half of that season. But the likes of Ayala and Fry, I know Dyke Steele and Bowler are young lads, but Blackpool and Charlton were at the right end of, of League One last season. Um, Asombalonga, Randolph, Shotton, Housen, Wing, Clayton, Friend, they've all been used to challenging, certainly in the top half, if not higher than that. Is that an issue? I think the issue... I think it, it can be an issue if you make it an issue. I think, you know, relegation... For me, relegation fights are about mindset as much as anything. And I think nobody wanted this recent run of results, you know, that, that Vic's just explained. But it might be a timely... I think a timely thing to have happened now because I think there was an element within the club that you could just glide through a season. You know, as Vic says... You know, maybe it's be a result or two away from the playoffs, you know, aim for ninth, tenth and see where that takes you. Now it's very difficult to go into a championship season and aim for a particular position without 
without affecting the mindset. So if you start a season thinking, well, we're probably not going to make promotion, and that was the mood music coming out from most people, even the fans were kind of accepting Borough weren't going to be promoted this season, you suddenly just have to lose 4 or 5%. And yet it's remarkable the difference it can make in, in, in attitude, in the way a team approaches a match, in a way the mindset of the, the club. And I think this could work to Middlesbrough's benefit if, as Danny Ayala certainly has, they accept where they are, what the limitations are, and the fact that they're in a fight. And, you know, you mentioned some of the players there. It's a very inexperienced squad, and that is going to need a lot of the the wiser older heads to guide them through this next few months. It's also an inexperienced coaching team, let's not forget, who've, who who are really, most of them, are in their first jobs of this particular kind. So... It, it it very much requires anybody with any experience at all to, 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 to impart a message that we're in a scrap, but we're going to retain a cool head. We're not going to panic. We're not going to, you know... Yes, we need to tweak things. Yes, do we, yes, we need to make a few changes. Ideally, there'd be a couple of players coming in. If not, free agents, and certainly some, some players in January. But I think Middlesbrough now, everybody connected with the club from the top to the bottom now accepts it. That they're in a relegation battle, and it might it, and it might be that it only takes a few weeks to get out and push back up the the, the table. But my concerns being uh, on this is that Barnsley, Wigan, Millwall, teams like that started the season knowing that success was eighteenth place. They knew 19th, what they yeah, were. they knew what they yeah. were. They knew what they knew. They were in a scrap all day long. They knew they'd lose matches. The fans probably accepted that. So. One of those clubs, both of those, all those clubs might still end up going down, but I think their mindset is completely yeah. different from Middlesbrough's. Now, finally, fortunately, it's not great that Middlesbrough are two points off the drop zone, but they've got two weeks to digest that information and come out fighting. And that's that. Whether they will or not, we, we will discover. But I think, I think there's a meeting of minds now that Borough are in a degree of trouble. Is it? Is it? Is it? it Sounds ridiculous. This question, I know, but I think there's a point there to be made. In the Premier League season, Borough almost kind of sleptwalk towards it. And then you get to February and March, and by that point, it's almost too late to get out mm. of it. Is it, and this is on the back of what you're saying there, is it better that Borough find themselves in this position now than free-falling in time, kind of February time, and then, then it's too late yeah, to I, face I, up to the reality of what I think it's important to be emotionally wired for the challenge that you're facing. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what Phil was saying. You know, those clubs like Millwall, Wigan, Reading, have gone through it. That's their norm. That's where they are. They know that at some point they're going to lose three games in a row, but they'll be still digging in to like, nick one for the next match and that will claw them back up to where they are, back to par, back to what they're budgeting for. Uh, w- we've gone into this season, uh, having the, our, our last five championship seasons, Borough have been generally been within a result of the automatic places and it's been very disappointing on the occasions when they've slipped to sixth and seventh and and it's been very hard to accept that uh to be completely recalibrated uh during a season of transition and suddenly find yourself in the bottom third uh it's not something that we're emotionally equipped for it's not we we don't have a cultural memory really of fighting relegation battles there was that one in the the uh the Premier League and there was the one under Gareth Southgate but for the vast majority of people they won't really remember uh, uh, the how tough it can be and you know and what it requires to slog through a run of 
of six results, six results where you don't win. You, you might get a draw here and a draw there, and you're always looking at other people's results. And it, you know, it, it can be really, really nervous and really emotionally draining. And I, I think it's everyone has to realise that that's that's where we are now. We, we're in a scrap. We're in the, it's it's going to be a long season. It, it was said right at the beginning in the, in the big unveiling of Jonathan Woodgate when they talked about. Uh, changing the style, changing the structure of the club, changing the mentality of the club. It was accepted there were going to be ups and downs and bumps. It's really easy to say that, but when it happens, you know, it, it, it still can freak you a bit. Of course it can. And that, having that result on Friday night, live on TV, on the back of the Sheffield Wednesday result as well. I mean, I think, I think the big thing moving forward is confidence. That group of players... We know, touched on that, didn't we, yeah. the first time. We, I mean, I'm just going back to the point Vic made there, I remember Neil Harrison being, sorry, Neil Harris being interviewed at the Riverside after the Millwall match. Um, obviously, he got sent off, didn't he, and all that kind of stuff. But I remember he was asked, you know, what, 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 what's, the, you know what's the target this season? What's, what's the ambition for Millwall this season? He, said, he just said, staying up. Staying up. We've, we, we've, our budget is tiny. We've lost good players. It's staying up. And obviously, he's, he's subsequently left the club. But... Um, but I think everyone surrounding that club accepts that. Yes, yes, and I think that's a difficulty Middlesbrough might have. And I think, but but the, the, again, in, in the group regrouping that needs to take place this week, my big worry is that the, the players suffer crisis of confidence because there are. You mentioned it in your previous question, Dom, about you know your bowlers, Dyke Steels. You know, yeah, Howson and McNair, you think should be mentally tough enough to cope. Brit's an experienced player now. Danny, you know, people like that. Get George Fenn back. George is a good experienced player. Da- Darren Randolph, Adam Clint. All those pe- people for me are massive moving forward because if they've got a lead now, they've got a lead by example and by, you know, by what they're saying, what they do, and just how they play because they need to drag the Coulsons with them. And, the, you know, if Steve Walker gets a game, he'll need help. If, you know, Johnson's still relatively inexperienced, you Marcus Browns, people like that. They can't be allowed to sort of start believing that they're in a club that mightn't be good enough for this division, um, because because before you know it, um, I mean I, I go back to you know, even the two thousand and six season when Borough got to Eindhoven, they, they weren't flirted with it a little yeah. bit that season. January, a lot of people, lot of people around the club, December January time were very blasé about Borough being you know just a few points off the bottom. And I, mean, I remember the home defeat to Wigan that really woke, woke a few people up. Then obviously there was the Aston Villa result, and you know suddenly Steve McLaren's <laughs> job was seriously under threat. Um, and I th- and I also think the season Borough went down in two thousand and nine. There was a there was a, a you know I think the, the, the standing joke was David Wheat still thought Borough were yeah. Uh, well, we we, we launched the keep the keep the faith yeah. campaign with ten games to go, and we were we were accused by the club of negativism because yeah. they didn't think they were in a relegation battle. So it's, but, but, it's, but given all that. And I get that the, the Borough squad is imbalanced at the minute. But I look at it and I, th- I think they still have the individuals. There's still the quality there to, to not be in that yeah, position. The, the, the squad is good enough to be comfortably in mid-table. Mm. It might be a case of getting the balance right. It might need some tweaking. Uh, I think it probably takes a, a, a rocket up some pants and it takes the minds being sharpened and, and sometimes you've just got to accept that you know, you, you've got to battle it out it, there's no point thinking that you're uh, some fancy Dan and, you know, a Premier League player in waiting you, you've got to go out there and earn your corn day in, day out and there's no miracle cure, by the way it's a simple, you know, we, we know, we've all seen it Middlesbrough need to get need, need coaching on the training ground to do the basics better 
It's, it, that's where they're going wrong. That a lot of it is preventable. The, the nature of the goals, we've all seen them. The, 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 the routineness of the goals Middlesbrough are conceding. They're not getting opened up by teams passing through them. They're just cross-header, cross-shot, and it's a goal. Yeah, um, so that, there are, that, that says to me that the coaching can, can help solve the problem. Um, you know, you mentioned Don the squad. On paper, it's, it's certainly equal to a lot of squads in that division. You know, Millwall's Barnes is going further up. You know, there's, there's people in the in, in the Borough squad that other clubs would 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 would, would certainly fancy signing. Um, but again, it's about doing it in practice, and that's going to be key. It might be that the coaches have to take some tough, tough decisions. Jonathan Woodgate might have to decide. You know, this four three three ain't working. I personally don't think it is working. We can see that's why Borough got what was it uh, ten points out of eleven. Um, well, well, just on that, I, I remember earlier in the season Woodgate was talking about being brave and how the players need to be brave but how he also needs to be brave and he said there will be a time when things aren't going to plan for us and when we're going through a rough patch but I need to I need to be brave and stick to what I believe in now what he believes in is obviously kind of free-flowing attacking football is it brave or naive of him to stick with that now or, or is he saying that based on the belief that his team will have been doing the absolute basics better than what they are. Have, yeah. have they kind of have they, have they put him in a position where he has to go? He, he has more said pragmatic. He, he has said that, and I think we've all asked him at various points about it, and he, he's he said that that's what he wants to do. That's his football utopia. Uh, on the other hand, the uh, the moon music has changed quite a bit in recent weeks, and there's been a lot more talk of rolling sleeves up, winning dirty. Uh, I think that's a recognition, maybe that. Sometimes you don't have the luxury of playing the way you think you can play. Sometimes you have to play the way the opposition make you need to play. And that, that requires a different approach. They have, to be, they have to be more pragmatic. They've got to stop the rock, as, as Phil said. They've got to stop the crosses coming in. If that means a change of shape for a couple of weeks, so be it. That's, that's sometimes what you have to do. Uh, if you haven't got the players to play in your utopian fashion, then you have to work with what you've got. Uh, it, it says something about the thinness of the squad that uh, we've come to this because really they haven't got a left back that they can rely on. Uh, and that's partly because there's one young lad that's not bedded in. Uh, and then we're waiting for a, a, a young player that we've ne- never even heard of in July and or... George Friend, who's been written off every year for the last two or three years, to, to come back and save the day. Uh, I don't think you can be resting on that. I think you have to change the tactics, change the shape, change the personnel, whatever, to address the problem that you have right now. I think the, I think the problem with the, the new signings has been that you're introducing them into a, a what's a weakened team anyway. You know, Middlesbrough lost, Middlesbrough lost players in the summer, didn't they? There was someone like Stuart Downing, for example, Martin Braithwaite left... Um, Obviously, that's no great loss because he wasn't playing anyway. But, but, um, and then, and then you've got you asking two new fullbacks to come in who never played at this level before. Marcus Brown has never really played at this level before. That's a, that's that's a, nearly a third of a team to come in with no experience. And I think it's 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 naive us to think that you know that one at least one of them wasn't going to hit the ground running because that's what you you know it's hard enough to get ten million pound signings to work sometimes. Never mind sort of what you describe as an educated punt from the lower leagues. So I think ultimately, 
you know, Woody's going to sit, will be sitting down, you know, he'll be talking to his coaches, he'll be taking advice, you know, he'll be possibly putting a phone call in or two to mentors. And I think the message will come back loud and clear that you, you've got to be hard to beat. You know, it comes back to almost the purest message Marcus of last season. Yeah, you, you know, he, he, Marcus being more pragmatic at this level, even though his philosophy is very much an open brand of football, he basically believes he hasn't got the players to play the way he wants, so he has to be more pragmatic, more rigid approach, uh, hard to break down, you know, don't concede soft goals, all of the stuff that we've said millions of times before. Um, and if that means changing the formation, then he, then he's going to have to because, you know, the, the team that keeps going out week after the week is pretty much making similar, similar mistakes week after week. And is that down to the fact that the the way they set up doesn't suit the players? Is that down to the fact that the way they set up just the the players we've got aren't capable of playing in those positions at that this particular point in time? It, it's probably both of those things to be honest, because there's no evidence to say that it's you know it's it's going to get better soon. What what will Steve Gibson be thinking now? Well, I think he will have budgeted for some rough patches this season. And the, the club are quite clear, this, this is not a short-term fix. This, this is a medium to, to long-term project of rebuilding the club around a different way of playing, uh, a different recruitment model. And in that sense, this season was always going to be a transitional one. I don't think you'd be happy that where they, they are on the table. I think everybody in football wants the best possible outcome, the best possible result. In an ideal world... You know, they they prob the the, the feeling, feeling within the club is that they should be four or six points better off, but for a couple of decisions, and then maybe at this point you would be thinking, you know, we're we're looking comfortable now. Maybe it's time to blood Conor Malley. It's very hard to do that when when you're in a scrap. Uh, but I think Gibbo has has got balls of steel, and he's been in these positions before. He, I don't think he'll panic. I think you know they, they've. They started the season knowing this was going to be challenging, and it's a necessary step down in order to to reset the club. Uh, I don't think they'll be spooked by a, a particular uh, run of results. Uh, whether it, if we're in this position in February, maybe he'll start to get nervous. But I don't think he'd be. I don't think he'd be happy, but I don't think he'd be overly worried right now. I think Woody would probably expect a few bad results, as you said, Don, but I don't think he'd have expected to be this far down after nearly a quarter of the season with a very tough set of games coming up. Having said that, you know, it might be that, you know, we might just see the metal of these this this group of players in the next few weeks. And as I say, the fact that they've hopefully digested the messages from the Birmingham performance and the Sheffield Wednesday performance. Is any borough if there's any borough player now sat there thinking we can just turn up? And get, and I'm not suggesting for a second the thought that anyway, but they're certainly being disabused of that notion now, haven't they? The way you know Birmingham are not a great side, but Borough made them look great. You know Sheffield Wednesday not a great side, but could have been, could have been any scoreline at one point in that match. So, um, as as Vic says, I think they'll not be spooked now, but if this continues up to Christmas, you know Borough are still two points off the bottom three. You know, after another set of ten or eleven games, then there will be some serious head scratching going on because they'll have tried everything by then, I'm sure, and they'll try every combination of players. And you know, 
there's no, as we as we know, there's nothing much left to come in the squad. We're knocking on the door. If it, as, as Vic says, if it, it's a young player that's going to come in, and these young players, don't get me wrong, are talented, you know. But there's no evidence to suggest that they're ready for the championship. But I don't want to go into the January window desperately needing players, do they? Because it's such a difficult window to negotiate yeah. as a buying club. Yeah, it is, and especially if you're in a struggle, you, know, you want players to come in because they think that the, the club's on the rise. Uh, also, if you're in a struggle, it becomes far harder to keep hold of your, the players that you have got. Uh, so that could be uncomfortable all round for the club. Uh, I don't think there'd be a great deal of money to spend in January, although there may be, they might be looking at signings in terms of loans and, and another couple of cut price targets that they're working on. But I certainly don't think there'd be a vast amount of money to invest um, those next four games you touched on them there West Brom Huddersfield Fulham Derby it's brutal on, on paper mm. although I say that Huddersfield I know the below a bit of couple of wins yeah and Derby <laughs> Derby seem to have picked up a bit but it, it is a tough run there's no yeah. getting away from that What what's what, what's an acceptable return first things first uh, you'd like to think that initially they stop the rot and stop Stop leaking yeah. goals. Don't lose to West so, Brom would be a start, wouldn't yeah, it? To, yeah, a nil-nil draw against West Brom, I think, would be a, an, an acceptable result. Uh, I, I think it's more about how they start to play and how they perform rather than setting a, a points target. The target's got to be dramatically improved performances with a team that looks coherent. Well, it's amazing, isn't it, what the difference a minute can make? Because you looked at Borough's reaction after the score at Birmingham, and the, you saw that from Danny Ayala, that sort of screaming at the crowd, that, come on, we're better than this, we can do this. And if Borough had gone into the break on the back of that, we'd be sat here probably saying, well, yeah, there's been we've some got away with one now, we've, we've got to improve. Yeah, with yeah. sticky moments, we've got away with one there. You know, at the end of the day, it's an away point, you know, let's kick on. But the... the the, 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 the late winner for Birmingham just kicked the teeth in, didn't it? Um, I certainly think completely got to get some sort of result and performance against West Brom. They're a good side. I watched, you know, was watching the highlights of the Leeds game and they were good second half against Leeds. They've got some good players. They've got a, you know, <laughs> we all know about the manager. Um, and then, you've got to say, games like Huddersfield are just must-wins, aren't they? I know it's away from home. Like. Got to beat those teams around. Well, I know, but, but where, the, where, the, where are the wins going to come from? Because we've had the first 11 games, and the, the fixture list has been pretty kind, relatively speaking. You know, haven't played anybody in the top five, for starters. Um, and so that, that, that suggests that at least 50% of the next set of fixtures are going to be against top five sides. So... They're going to be difficult. You're looking at points here and there again from those games. So you're looking at taking the points from the others. You're looking at taking, really, five or six wins from, from somewhere in the next 11 games. Now, that has to be Huddersfield. It has to be, It's probably, you know... I'm quite looking forward to the FFP derby against, against uh, Derby. <laughs> against Derby, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, one of those, that's, <laughs> sure that's not on the box because the camera would have definitely honed in on Mel Morris before yeah, the kickoff yeah. there, wouldn't it? Yeah, see if he's doing his jig of joy. But um, they're, they're, they're the kind of games, you know, you, it's easy for us to sit here and say, you know, Huddersfield's a must win, Fulham, at least they need a point. You know, really have to start looking beating teams like Derby as well because you're gonna to have to beat, as I say, somebody. Um, 
It is about, I think I agree totally, it's about performances and the messages coming off the pitch, particularly at home, because Borough have a hearts and minds operation ahead of yeah. them now. Yeah. They've lost a lot of goodwill from the Sheffield Wednesday and the Birmingham matches. The, the, obviously, the, the home fans saw the Sheffield Wednesday match. All of the fans saw the Birmingham match. If not on telly, then they're actually in the stadium at St Andrews. So they're, they're sceptical now. They're thinking all of a sudden, I don't see where this team's going. So I think it's up to the the team itself to, to suggest, right, no, stick with us. You'll see performances yeah. in the next few weeks that prove that we've got what it takes to you know, get out of this mess and finish comfortably mid-table and then we kick on next year. Hopefully that's the case. Hopefully the next tribe recorded after that West Brom game will be a bit more upbeat than this one. Cheers, Phil. Cheers, Vic.